Welcome to Hot Salad World, baby. Ay, hace mucho calor. Don't know the power of the dark side. Welcome to the Dark Side Podcast. I'm Dan. I am Mike. What's up, everybody? What is up, everybody? It's been a whole week since we've talked to you guys. Yeah, did you miss us? <laughs> They've had a week to marinate in our Star Wars juices. Yeah, no, we gave them a lot to chew on last <laughs> week. You're welcome. An hour of just thought. An Eat. hour of pure Star Wars. You can go back and just pure like liquid Star Wars. Inject the elevator music into it. <laughs> <laughs> that was a Star Wars theory with Dan. I like it. But it's been an interesting week. It has been. It's been there's been some stuff. Good week for Batman fans, a lot in the way of Batman. Yeah, and we are Batman fans, so uh big time. Let's get Batman. into it. What what the big news the big news of the week, Dan, is uh Affleck out of the Batman movie. We knew that for yep. a couple weeks now. Uh decided he wasn't gonna direct it, wanted to focus more on his performance in the movie, which I respect. Um, sure. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough thing to... It's hard to be in that suit. It's hard. Lots of pisses need to be taken. And if they do not need to be taken, uh, it is uh, conversely very, very hard to probably... I would imagine. Well, no, I mean, you're coming from the from the uh, the viewpoint of a Batman cosplayer who's been in quite a few Batman suits, oh, including man. when we made our fan film, The Batman Chronicles, the now Batman available Chronicles. on you now available on YouTube. Uh, go check it news. out, three part film. Uh, shameless plug. Um, but so you've you've spent plenty of time in a Batman suit, so uh, you can only imagine Ben Affleck's suit is, uh, I'm sure, a decent amount bulkier than any that you've worn. Uh, probably the probably the one for the Batman Chronicles very similar. It was a spandex over a muscle muscle musculature, uh, with the urethane cowl with you know urethane gloves and leather gloves and leather boots. Probably a very similar feeling to that suit. And AKA, that was there was lots of stuff in there. Um, so <laughs> anyway, Ben Affleck made the decision that he doesn't he didn't want to direct the movie anymore. Um, so Warner Brothers immediately went into their mode to find another director, and it seems like they found their guy. Mm. Uh, Matt Reeves, who directed Cloverfield, uh, Let Me In, the remake of the, the Swedish movie, Let the Right One In, I forget where it's from, um, and also, probably most notably, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, uh, and this year's upcoming War of the Planet of the Apes. So Which- uh, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was yeah. so good. I w- walked out of that movie and I was like singing its praises. I was like, oh, you gotta go see that movie. It's funny, well, because when Rise of the Planet of the Apes came out, the uh, the one a few years earlier with the James Franco, um, I loved it. And I, but I, I thought it was sort of like a one off thing. I didn't, yeah. I didn't think any sort of sequel would really be able to to match up and. Dawn of the Planet I thought of the it was Apes, just I supposed thought... to like, give Planet of the Apes some context. I didn't know it was supposed to like you know turn into its own new Planet of the Apes universe leading yeah. up to but, but I didn't really love the James Franco one. I wasn't really I wasn't really taken aback by mm-hmm. it. I was, it just simply was what it was to me. Yeah, it was a good but movie. But now, um, the the Dawn of the Planet of the Apes was just awesome. It was such a human story for such non-human. Um, uh, for such what what is supposed to be seen as non-human apes, but it is amazing. Yeah, and he did great, a great job. Great movie. movie. Really looking forward to seeing uh, his work on the next one. Uh, but now he is apparently the chosen one to do the next Batman movie. But 
Dan, as we know, this business is a, is a fickle one, and things can change on a dime he here. He has not signed the contract. He has not signed on the dotted line yet. Uh, I don't think he's commented publicly, if I'm not mistaken. I think this is all sort of trade rumors mm. at this point. Um, he's apparently the choice. He wants to do it. Um, but things can change. Things can things always can change. change. So there were some other names uh, thrown out there uh, for this movie that were apparently on Warner Brothers' shortlist alongside Matt Reeves to direct the movie, the people that they reached out to after Affleck dropped out. Um, some names on there were pretty intriguing. Uh, so do you have a favorite on that list? Let's say Matt Reeves turns around and things don't end up working out. Is there is there someone on there that you think would be a good fit for this movie? Oh, my gosh. I, I love Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott's on the list. Ridley Scott is on the list. He is on the list. A and legend. It says he's – I'm going to take this with a grain of salt. It says he's waiting in the wings. I kind of doubt that Ridley Scott, after all his tenure in Hollywood, is like sitting there by his phone waiting for Matt Reeves to drop his post and to, to uh and to not do it. But just the idea that there could be a Ridley Scott um done Batman movie is a good idea. It's a cool idea because just think back to Alien. Yeah. And just think back to the way that creature just like descends on uh, Ellen Ripley. Uh, uh, on Ripley from the uh, the top of the uh, the spaceship, like just popping out of corners. Kinda... I think that's what you need for a Batman movie is to turn him into a creature, like we kind of saw in Batman v Superman when he branded that guy in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, I was gonna say one of the better scenes in that movie when you just saw him kind of plopping around that room, and like you said, that reminds me a lot of of Alien and Ripley. Yeah, it's like you you have that's such a cool way to show Batman, and I feel like he would be really great to show it. Kind of, and I'm sure that somewhere in there you'd see the human story of Bruce Wayne, but all around it you'd see him stalking the night, and I think that that would be an awesome dynamic, an awesome sh- way to show Batman in the 21st century for a new way, in a new way for a new era. We almost touched on it in Batman Begins, then it like never pretended like it never happened in the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. but I feel like if we got that same sort of drop down, grab the villain. And then drop back down and grab another villain, sort of like you know, a black abyss Batman. That would be so cool. Yeah, that would be pretty cool. And you know, we saw in in a movie like The Martian that Ridley Scott really handles uh, a character in solitude well. And I, I think Batman is definitely, uh, aside from his few cohorts, a character in solitude. Mm. Um, unfortunately, though, I agree. I think Ridley Scott would uh, Ridley Scott Batman movie would be really cool. I just don't think he would do it. I, I think his. His track record shows that he's very attached to... If he's attached to a franchise, it's franchises that he was with from the beginning. That he made. That he made. So he, And his, his, a lot of his material is very specifically his material. So I don't see him hopping on a big franchise like this as cool as it would be. Um, my pick from the shortlist, and uh, I hope I'm getting his name correct, uh, it's Fede Alvarez, who is a, a, a horror movie director historically. Uh, he did uh, the Evil Dead movie, the Evil Dead remake from 2013, uh, as well as Don't Breathe, which came out last year. Um, these are a couple movies that were pretty well received. Um, I've heard great things about them. I will say off the top, I haven't seen either of the movies myself, but I've heard great things from people that have. I have seen Evil Dead, and it was awesome. I've been an Evil Dead fan my whole life. I've been a, uh, uh, I've been a, a really, really, really big fan, and it was really great. And I was very um, cynical and critical walking in there going this can't be good this is not going to be good there's no way that I come out of this theater and this is good it was very very good <laughs> and uh, it's just See? a testament yeah and before people start hopping in the comments section being like yo Mike why are you trying to pick a director whose work you've never seen like you're an idiot 
um, relax. I'm not basing this off of his work specifically, although, like I said, I've heard great things. Um, I think just, you know, Dan sort of touched on it with, with the drop down and grab villains, Batman. I think it would be cool to have a horror movie, uh, aesthetic with Batman, not, you know, not making it a pure horror movie, but just have somebody who has the experience and the background in that field of movies. Um, because I think, you know, you see in movies like Batman Begins, you see in a couple of those scenes, some of those really good scenes that Batman had in Batman v Superman, while it may not have been a great movie, he had some great scenes. Batman is a creature of the dark, creature of the night, coming out of corners and coming out of the darkness in ways that put fear in his villains. In you know, whether it be somebody like the Scarecrow or somebody like the Petty Street Thug. Um, he really... He, he should, I think, in my view of what Batman is, should have some element of horror to the way that he approaches his villains and i think having a horror movie director could be a really cool way to capture that and to be honest it, it, i just had a thought that it, it really doesn't matter at the end of the day who they kind of get because ben affleck's gonna be up their ass yeah so oh, yeah. It, it doesn't it doesn't really it, at the end of the day you know i think stay away from ridley scott as a huge director because his senior definitely overtakes Affleck's um, junior in the directing world and yeah. I think that I think that Affleck needs to be able to just be up the ass of whoever's directing this movie to make sure he's not seen in any light ever again um, other than how he would like to be seen yeah and I'll, and I'll cap this off with saying you know along those lines I still am not optimistic for this movie. As anybody that is familiar with my thoughts, I'm not optimistic for any DC movie at this point. I think uh, there's so many cooks in the kitchen at this point because they've had so much trouble sort of getting this franchise off the ground between Man of Steel, Batman vs Superman, and Suicide Squad. I think you have Affleck's hand in the pot. You have Jeff Johns' hand in the pot. You have the all the Warner Brothers executives trying to make sure that this movie is done right. Yeah, I think any director that gets on this movie is going to have his hands tied or her hands tied, um, and I, I just I I don't see how this one escapes the fate of any of the other ones. But we've discussed that plenty, and I'm sure we will continue to discuss it as more DC news and movies roll out. Yeah. Um, but on that front, um, on the DC Batman, uh, in the DC Batman world, we saw a Batman movie this weekend. Uh, yeah, we did. You, uh, you, me, and uh, our friend Mike, uh, friend of the show. Hi, Mike. We went to go see the. Uh, we we rolled up with all the children to go see the Lego Batman movie. <laughs> oh my god, it was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. It was just us surrounded by like ten year olds. It was okay. It was awesome. Very hard though to be sitting in a. To be sitting in a movie theater like ready to see a Batman movie, you're hopped up yourself, and like you just have to like be like. <laughs> no, this is gonna be. This is gonna be awesome. You, know, you you can't curse. You can't you can't say anything. So your normal you realize quickly that your normal movie experience now no longer includes children, and so when you go to the you go to the movie theater, you have to be like, okay, now I have to shut up now. Yeah, well, for Dan, that's a problem in most, <laughs> in most places. Potty mouth. To uh, you know, movies, malls, general, just outside. Dan has a little bit of trouble. With the that. world is my Applebee's. The world is my Applebee's. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it was a great movie. It was yeah, it really, was awesome. Really, really well done. I am honestly shocked 
at what Warner Brothers has been able to do with this Lego uh, this Lego movie universe that they've established. Obviously, we're only two movies into it, um, but we got a couple more in the pipeline, and uh, I'm very optimistic for the future with it. It's really, they've managed to create a world that it doesn't seem, it seemed like something that should have been gimmicky, like, oh, we're making a movie about Legos. When I saw the first trailer for the Lego movie, I thought it was the stupidest thing in the world. Because it just seemed like, oh, we're making a movie out of anything these days, aren't we? But the focus is not on the medium they're telling the story through. They're not telling a story it might about as well, Legos. It might as well have been animated. Yeah, exactly. It didn't need to be a Lego Batman movie. It really, the Lego part of it didn't factor in, you know. Um, I mean, at some points in the movie, you know, he tries to teach Robin how to be a master builder, to build on the fly. To, yeah, like, but build, it's, it's very like. Gadgets. It's very small. That's really it. Yeah. Well. I don't think we're going to get into spoilers here, anybody. In fact, if you haven't seen it, you should be pretty safe to this Yeah, discussion. no, no no spoilers here. There's no, there's no major uh, story points that we really need to get into. Um, but, yeah, yeah it, it really, I agree. It could have just been any other animated movie. And what really struck me and what I think most uh, Batman fans, what most anybody that's familiar with Batman will enjoy is... This movie, it almost felt like a Mel Brooks kind of Batman movie. The way it just yeah. made fun of the oh, tropes. That's very true. Yeah, it made fun of the tropes of a of a Batman movie. You know, it even uh, lined up specific references to like, oh, this you did this in 1966, and you did this in 1989, and you did this in 2005, and very specific references to other Batman movies, uh, to Batman versus Superman the whole time. Like, Batman has a very uh, sort of like tense rivalry with superman and he doesn't quite know why yeah and that's that's that but you know what that's that's as big of a thing we'll give away but in we need to say that because i think it's so interesting that warner brothers you know kind of sat and watched this movie and they don't well maybe they do but not publicly see a problem with oh wow these movies just came out this past year and already movies are making fun of them in hindsight this is not a problem for us. No, not at all. It's just like kind of it's kind of um interesting and even at one point we won't give away where but it makes fun of Suicide Squad as well. And it's just like don't you do you people watch this film? Do you did you watch this before you put it out because you are being self-deprecating and that's amazing and I I love it and I applaud everyone, but it's like, you know, it's like the director of this film um, and the team behind the Lego, the Lego Batman movie was basically like, yeah, we just made fun of everything you made this past to year. To your face. How do you feel about it? Ah, put it out. Put money behind it. And it was just, it's just funny to me because it's like you don't see the problem with this. A Lego movie says is telling you the problem in the most childish way you can hear it. And it's still not a problem for you. Yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think it shows, I think, honestly, it might be a, a positive sign. I mean, like I said, I don't see many positive signs for the DC movies. But I think it's a positive sign that they can look at that and say that, oh, okay, you know, it's, this is funny. We clearly know we messed up somewhere. And they know where they messed up. So, so I guess it's a positive sign that they can kind of laugh at it. Right. Uh, but, yeah, it's really, I mean, just just a really fun little movie. Uh, great voice cast. Will Arnett reprises his role as Batman from the Lego movie. Killed it. Michael Cera as Robin is hysterical. Crushed it. Really crushed it. Rosario Dawson is in it as Barbara Gordon. Really excellent. Didn't notice she was there, which was great for me. <laughs> Are you not a Rosario Dawson fan? Not historically. <laughs> I like Rosario Dawson, so if you're listening, sorry for my co-host. Um, I'm not. Uh, and Zach Galifianakis is also really fun as the Joker, and some fun little cameos in there. If you're, uh, if you're, I, 
have to say, just stop on the Zach Galifianakis thing. I love that he didn't quite play like a Joker. He played basically Humpty Dumpty that he played <laughs> in, Puss in, Boots. in Puss in Boots, which I, I don't know if you guys remember the Puss in Boots movie. It's a funny movie. But it's a funny movie, and his Humpty Dumpty is hilarious. In it. When you did this, Puss, Puss, I was there. He does this whole monologue of I was there, and you just see him hiding in the background of shots. Like his whole life. It is, he was yeah, always there. And it's the funniest thing. And so like, basically, yeah, this really was funny. this was a movie of that montage, and it was never not funny and not fun. Yeah, yeah he uh, he really, like you said, he didn't have to do much, and he still crushed it. And then, like I said, there's some fun, you know. If you see a noteworthy character from the Batman universe, odds are someone of note played them so you know stay and check out the credits you can see some fun voices in there um and overall just really you know it, it was a fun movie with a lot of heart uh in a ways that we're not used to seeing with batman movies these days so it was let me just say it was the first time that i have been proud to be a batman fan in theaters since since ever probably well yeah but transcends my time I mean, I mean, because I wasn't, I wasn't really, I wasn't really here yet in '92 for Returns. Yeah, you know, that's so. the thing. Is like, uh, you know, not not to say, you know, obviously, I think that Chris Nolan, at least the first two Chris Nolan movies, good action films, are are really good movies. But I don't think they have uh, the the sort of aesthetic and the sort of story that would draw a kid in like the '89 Batman and and Batman Returns would for kids back in those days. Yeah. Um, because those ha- had a had a really they were really good movies. They're not fun. See, that's the problem. That's yeah, the they're not the fun, but they're see eighty nine. That's fun. Ninety two. That's fun. We had fun, and then 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 we got we Superman the movie was fun. Then we got to all these movies where you want to show me your stupid drama. Well, we and had, it's just we had like the, not phase, fun anymore. We had the phase in between where it got too fun with. Uh, but you know what, Batman though? Even now you look bre- back and that's like a breath of fresh ass. And I mean that because it's like kind of stinks, but it's also like, you know what? I'll at least they it. were. At least Schumacher was having a good time with it. At least you could go back and you can, you can, you can have a drink and watch that movie with friends and die of laughter. And I'd rather laugh than cry over a bad movie and go, wow, this is really a pile of crap. Yeah, wow, it, it took itself to like Batman vs Superman. As, as much as I thought some of the Batman scenes were really well done because of. Uh, ben Affleck mainly. But ben Affleck and Jeremy Irons crushed it, and, yeah. so did, and so did Gal Gadot. Yeah, exactly. Those scenes of that movie were really enjoyable to watch because they were very well casted, um, and the action sequences were cool, especially with Batman and Wonder Woman. But the movie just took itself too seriously. I mean, I think I think with these movies, you have to remember at the end of the day, these are movies based on books for children. That was a movie that could have been so fun, and it wasn't. Yeah. It just and, wasn't fun. So yeah, I think I think you're right. I think you know, Lego Batman obviously was was a, an extreme version of what we're saying because it was actually made to be a colorful movie for children. It was fun. But you know, harken back to the eighty nine ninety two Batman a little bit. Have a little fun with that it. dramatic. And Batman is plowing through the street on the Batmobile yeah. or flying down in the on, in the Batjet to the, the parade where the Prince music's playing and, yeah. you, and you you go come on you gruesome son of a bitch hit me and you know, at the moment it's like he's probably at home washing his tights it was fun yeah it, even it, Bruce it, Wayne with like you want to get nuts let's get nuts the whole movie from start to finish is just fun it was you have still, a fun time yeah, watching it was still it. it's it was still you know dark brooding Batman but it managed to be fun fun and, and that is the most important thing you can bring to him and movie. hopefully 
bringing it full circle. Hopefully, Matt Reeves or whoever ends up directing the Batman can bring a little bit of that, uh, like the Lego Batman movie did. You know what? And I'm and on the last note, I'm sure he will because Dawn of the Planet of the Apes for how however however dark that movie was, there still was injected moments of fun in that movie. Like when the apes were pretending to be stupid, dumb apes. And yeah, like, that was the humans, great. And then they totally owned those humans. Fun. Just moments just of like, movie. moments of levity. That's all you yeah. need. A little yep, bit of levity in a movie goes a few. long way. Yeah, just a bit. Well, speaking of levity and comic book movies that know how to have a good time, we got our first taste of one of the biggest uh, coming out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe Avengers Infinity War, finally the culmination of all the movies in the Avengers universe thus far. Mm. Finally starting to come together. They're on set filming and we got a much more than we expected to get we, from Marvel. We did. We had a we had a, an actual like an uh, they cut together an intro video that was basically um dissected pieces of other of the movies leading up, the Avengers films specifically, mm-hmm. intercut with uh, at the end, with them rolling action on the first couple of days of the Infinity War. What do you think? What do you think of this uh, this video as a whole? And did you? Oh, it was so. You know what was nice about this, which I love that movies are doing now. I don't know. I don't know if anyone's noticed, but there's now sort of starting a trend within the the Disney, um, the Disney uh, cogs and gears. You have these. Day day of starting filming videos, which we got with Star Wars for Episode Eight. Yeah, we did. And now we're getting with um, we are getting with Infinity Wars. So, uh, is this the start of a new trend for Disney and their and their nerd genre films? I think it might be because I think that they have finally, unlike Warner Brothers, have finally found what revs their fans up, and it's showing everything but showing nothing. The fans they don't need much to be happy. They need clips of other mo- other movies that they've seen already, leading up with some awesome dialogue to kind of trick them into thinking they've seen something. Then at the end, show them a shot of just someone's. You could show them a, a shot of a rag that hangs out of someone's back pocket in the movie, yeah. like a dirty dish rag, and people somebody, will be like, somebody "Oh will, my god!" There'll be a there'll be a, a, a thirty page article on comicbookmovie.com. Sweat away with that dish rag. Yeah, there'll be you know. there'll be a slideshow on heroic Hollywood. Like, what could this rag mean for the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? So it was it was a it was it was it was a fun video um and like it, you said it really it gave it gave you nothing that we didn't nothing. like it basically it confirmed for, so for people that haven't seen it or maybe you know don't know what's new and what's not new from that video uh it confirmed a few things that we that we had speculated heavily yeah. that were hinted at by cast members um the guardians of the galaxy are in it they are heavily involved chris pratt is already on set filming uh, alongside Robert Downey Jr. and another person who was confirmed for the movie, Tom Holland as Spider Man, will be back in that movie. Yeah, we got that in a uh, we got that in a uh, Robert Downey's Facebook Live. Yeah, that was also that was cool. fun. Robert Downey Jr. did a little Facebook Live uh, right afterwards with the Russo, with the Russo brothers and Tom Holland and, and just Chris sort of Pratt. yeah, and Chris Pratt basically just supplementing a little bit more what came with that video. Um, but yeah, this video also had some concept art. We saw a picture yeah. of of Rocket Raccoon alongside Thor, which Thor is cool. holding Ultimate Mjolnir. Yeah, in, so in the, the Ultimate Comic Book Store's the hammer is actually like an axe, and he apparently has the axe in this movie. which is And pretty, it's got the grip of Mjolnir the hammer, 
but now it's the it's the axe. So we'll see what's we'll see what's up with that. Probably in Ragnarok. Yeah, I would hope so. That's a pretty also big... shaping up to look like a cool movie. Um, I, I hope they they sort of touch on that because that might factor in because apparently they're gonna have like gladiator. Hulk's gonna be like a gladiator in that movie, yeah. sort of like the Planet Hulk comic book. You know what's cool about the Thor movies is like I usually watch them and go, I don't care, but this is awesome because it's more of the universe I like. That's kind of like my stance on the Thor movies. Yeah, it's because about right. because they don't they I don't know if you can notice, but they've never done anything to like alter the Avengers universe in any way. They've always just been like filler movies. They've never done anything like yeah. that has had repercussions. Thor did a little bit more obviously because it like introduced him and Loki and intro- you know it was sort of like a building block movie. But like if if you but- wouldn't have seen Loki and Thor if you would have come into the fray as Thor's brother in Avengers, you would have been like, where was he in Thor? Oh. He just wasn't home. Yeah, and it just, like, it oh, just, no, no one really would have been the wiser. To, it, it made you appreciate it more, but you're right. If it you didn't, didn't really do anything. If you didn't see it, you would have still got yeah, it. Yeah, there was no repercussions in it in Avengers. There's no repercussions for any of it in in uh, Age of Ultron. There's no repercussions for any of Thor's movies. I think that he's kind of Thor gotten the, the, the crap end of the stick as far as furthering the plot of the universe. Thor the Dark World literally could not have happened, and it would have made not a, not a smidge of difference. No, exactly. That movie was like the biggest waste of time yeah and it's um, sad because it was fine i mean it was it, don't get me wrong it wasn't the worst movie i've ever seen it wasn't suicide squad but you have a the horribly horrendously big task of making magic game of thrones every time you have to make those movies with yeah. rainbow bridges and like unicorns that fight and <laughs> asgard and these crazy aliens i don't know about and... the unicorns that fight i just wanted to say that because it sounded yo it sounded like i want movie. some yo thor ragnarok give me some unicorns that fight that would be awesome. But no, I it's like more unicorns. it's like, you know, you have that tremendous task and that's hard enough. So, you know, Kenneth Branagh left. So that, the, the tone of those movies drastically shifted and they're always trying to find the new tone for him. And it's yeah. But, you know, so we got stuff for Infinity Wars. We have we got confirmed Spider-Man. We got confirmed the Guardians of the Galaxy, um, which Guardians of the Galaxy, too. Hundred percent. Yeah, let's talk about that real quick. So they, they, they did it. They did a test screening uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy, two, which comes out in May. And it was the first Marvel movie uh, to I, – I don't really uh, – I'm not 100% sure what their metric is, but it was the first Marvel movie to ever score a 100%. Every person walked out of that movie and liked it. Every person that was in that screening. And it was a decent-sized screening too. They said the highest uh, that any Marvel movie before that had gotten was I think Iron Man 3 and Avengers both scored like a 93, something around that. Mm. Um but that's that's good. It's just funny because I could think of Marvel movies better than both of those movies. Yeah, but I, I mean, I guess you look for different things as a fan than you do as a, as a studio making the movie. I mean, yeah. you just got to feel good about the product you're putting out in different sort of ways. And Avengers, don't forget when Avengers came out, what that felt like. That movie, I think, felt a lot. I, I think we've sort of taken it for granted now. We got used to how big that movie was um, because we've gotten so much else afterwards. And we, we're living in a we're living in a Star Wars Episode Seven Justice League Avengers Three world. Whereas, like, you know, I'll never forget the way I felt when I first saw the Avengers on the screen. It was incredible. I'll never forget the way I felt, but now it's kind of like a hot shower in a cold bathroom for me because it's kind of like you took the you took the really nice shower and it was, like, the most amazing thing you ever felt and, you know, whatever. And then you walk away from it and you step out, like, a couple of years later and then it's just like, ooh, alrighty, I like this. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, you look back, I look back now and I'm like, Man, this is sticky. 
But I, it's I still so much fun though. It's such a fun movie. It's a fun we're movie. Talk, we were talking it's about in the last movie, segment but... with with Batman. I you know with Lego Batman being a fun movie. Avengers is just a fun movie. Does not take itself too seriously. A lot of the problems in it are with the are with the uh, with the design team on that film. It just well, you really. I mean, you're a Captain America guy, and you didn't really like how he got treated all around. I didn't like. Movie. I didn't like most of the design. I didn't like a lot of the story elements. I didn't like how there was like almost twenty whole minutes of Iron Man fixing a plane rudder. Um, on yeah, the that, that definitely dragged a little uh, bit. I'll give you that. I didn't. I just. There's a lot of. There's a lot of story that is just. You could have stuffed this movie with so many more of those deleted scenes that didn't make the cut. That when you watch it, you go, "Oh, this was a. This was a better scene than the than the rudder being fixed. This was a better scene. This was a better scene. This was a better scene. All guess, of these were better scenes. I guess they just they, they felt they needed the big action set piece in the. I think of the that movie. they thought that they needed to give Robert Downey Jr. a reason to be alive. Um, to be better than everyone else. At that point, I do think that Robert Downey Jr. thought that he was high and mighty on, on, on campus. I think uh, yeah. I, I think to this think, day, even you know, he definitely gets he he definitely gets diff- treated differently than the rest of the cast. Yeah, he he's, gets that star treatment. And yeah, they get, like, he's the, the guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you but, know, you know, it's not, now, you know what? It's not for lack of being uh, awesome. He's yeah, he's great at what he exactly. does. Exactly, you know, and he really fills his role well. And I think you know they really found they he, he always works in these movies. You never feel like they're giving him too much. You know, they change his role. You know, his role in the Avengers is not his role in Iron Man. His role in Iron Man is not his role in Civil War, and you know, go onwards now with Spider Man Homecoming and Avengers Infinity War. He, he really just he fits well no matter where they put him. And yeah. I'm excited to see him in this movie alongside. Guardians of the Galaxy and Spider-Man. I think it's going to be a crazy cast. Doctor Strange. Yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be epic, man. I I don't think we've seen a movie like this, and I don't know if we'll ever see another movie like these Infinity War. Godspeed, Marvel. Godspeed, Russo yeah, this brothers. Is, it's, you have they, a tough putting, task. They're putting a lot on on their uh, on their plate here, but listen, Josh Brolin in the villain role as Thanos, I think it's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. Really optimistic about this one. Uh, and it's gonna be an event not just for not just for us nerds. It's I heard be he's event. doing. I heard that Josh Brolin though. I heard he's 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 doing a lot these days. I heard that he did a movie called The Goonies. Oh, The um, Goonies. And yeah, I I hear that he's doing a lot of cool stuff. So look out for him in The Goonies. Um, Josh Brolin, uh, somebody who's been doing a lot of big things, and I think uh, getting recognized more and more. I think. <laughs> That's where I was going with that. <laughs> <laughs> That's what. I, but yeah, no, I think that seeing Downey next to Crisp Rat. And I think that's gonna be a uh... gonna be quite the uh, the comedic dream team. <laughs> yeah. I think a lot of, a lot of dynamics. Funny. I'm just excited. A lot of different Marvel character guy. interactions that we never got to see uh, that we're gonna get to see in this movie. Looking forward to it. And Looking you know what? Like I said, this is gonna be an event not just for us nerds, but an event for everybody. And that's that seems to be sort of mm. the the trend these days. When there's yeah. something big in the nerd world that's really big, it seems to not it seems to go beyond that it seems to become sort of a phenomenon uh it just seems to be the world we're living in and as big as phenomenons can be yeah there are none phenomenons bigger than stranger things was this summertime yeah this was the my big, friend the over biggest here, event in uh, in tv the biggest event that missed mike lupia's head by nine feet kept going all the way until winter time <laughs> recently let's, let's just say this so everyone was pumped for that stranger things uh trailer on that aired during the super bowl you know it was one of the best i'd say one of the best received spots period that was on during the super bowl one of the best uh, commercial spots and no one was more excited than me 
because I finished Stranger Things that afternoon. <laughs> yeah. I watched the last episode of season one uh, about two hours before I left for my Super Bowl party. Yeah, and you know what? I didn't even get to... It was the only thing I didn't get to see live on television. Like, the only commercial that I was not in the room for. I was walking my dog. Oh, And man. I didn't even know what happened. It was and quick. Then, it, was, it, was a quick, it was a quick spot. Yeah, and then afterwards, I, I watched it on my phone, and I was, I was like, so excited about it. Yeah. It looks great. I went, I went, yeah, I went home and watched it, like, three more times. So let's, let's, let's talk a little bit now. So the reason we bring it up is because uh, they did a... Uh, not only did they spoilers release, ahead for season one of Stranger Things. Definitely spoilers ahead for season one because we're gonna get into season two talk here. So not if only if you haven't seen it, this is the end for you, my master. Yeah, it was please. good talking to you. We'll <laughs> talk to you next week. Go watch Stranger Things. <laughs> Go watch Stranger Things, and then please come back and finish this, and we'll say hello to you again. So if you're coming back now, hello now. Yeah, hello, welcome back. Welcome. Hope you enjoyed Stranger <laughs> Things. Um, they they not only released that trailer during the Super Bowl last week. Uh, they did a big Entertainment Weekly cover story this week that really gave sort of the first details about season two. So we got some we got some footage in the in the Super Bowl uh, yeah. commercial, but we didn't get really any details as to what's going on. Uh, now we got a little context with this Entertainment Weekly article. So things are going to pick up about a year later, back in Hawkins uh, after the events of the first season. Will's back in town with his friends. Uh, but everything's not exactly normal as to be expected in a show called Stranger Things. Um, there's uh, first the biggest thing I think that's that's uh, not shocking to anybody that saw the end of season one because we see that scene of Hopper dropping off the egos in the woods. Uh, but Eleven is back. We don't know why. We don't know how. We don't know where she is. Uh, but she's back and she's got a new curly haircut. She looks like Dustin now. Yeah. Um, I, which I'm excited. I was really that was like very heartbreaking for me. What do you think? How do you, how do you think she comes back? I don't think she ever left. I, I my opinion is I think she sort of whatever happened at the end there. I think she got zapped off somewhere, and Hopper probably found her and is keeping her safe, keeping her away from everybody. Uh, because that's sort of what it says Hopper's role is in this season. Uh, in the article they said a lot of what he's going to be up to is sort of keeping what happened in season, in season one under wraps to keep the kids safe, to keep Joyce safe, uh, you know, to keep uh, Nancy and uh, what's Will's brother's name? Um, come back to me on this. I don't remember his name. I'll think about it. Sorry. He's a cool character. I watched but... Stranger Things when it came out. So oh, I watched it last week. You have no excuse. I don't remember his name. Uh, Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan Byers. Yes. So, you know, sort of keeping all those characters that were involved at the end uh, there in uh, going into the upside down to get Will, keeping them safe, and Hopper's keeping everything on the down low, uh, covering up the disappearances of Will. So the I think we now have Barb. our we now have our answer on why he was getting in the car with like Feds at the end of uh, the first season. Yeah, maybe he sort of they were probably cooperating. Pick, yeah, they were picking him up to like, are you going to cooperate with us and help us quiet this down, or are you going to be are you going to struggle and make us? Take you out. Which, clearly, as Hopper was the first one to not trust these guys, going to be an interesting dynamic. Uh, we also got uh, some new characters coming into the fray. Uh, there's a sibling duo, Max and Billy. Max is a, a kid, sort of tomboy, uh, who's a girl that will befriend our, our group of guys. Um, you know, Mike and uh, Lucas and Dustin. Uh, and apparently Lucas and Dustin fight over her romantically, which should be fun. Hmm. Um 
because those two are hysterical and them fighting about anything is probably funny. Um, and her brother Billy apparently is going to factor in as some sort of villain in the story a little bit. Uh, and they, they sort of compared him to like a Stephen King villain where he's not like a supernatural character um, that he sort of clashes with them, uh, clashes with these characters on a human level. He's more of, he's a teenager and, and his sister's a kid. Um, so I guess sort of like the uh, the age difference, I would imagine, between uh, right. Mike and Nancy. Right. Um, we also have uh, Joyce Byers, Will's mom, getting getting herself a boyfriend, played by Sean Astin from uh, Lord of the Rings fame. Oh, so, yeah, a little bit of crossover wow. in the uh, in their world wow. here. He's a little short for a stormtrooper. He's a little short for he's a <laughs> hobbit. I, but not trying, sure for a, not sure for trying, a hobbit. What I'm trying to say is he's a little short for. Uh, yeah, Winona Ryder's no for, not Winona. not tall. Yeah, I don't know. Let's see, huh? Yeah, he works in a radio shack or something. Uh, interesting. Uh, and there's also going to be some new characters involved in the uh, in the lab half of the worlds, uh, as we can, as we previously mentioned, probably interacting with Hopper. Uh, so they're building the world here. Uh, we're getting some new faces, and uh, uh, the big thing is going to be. Last season, we saw the whole thing was about the quest for Will, going into the upside down, getting Will back. This season, it's going to be more of the town being under siege. And mm. I think, personally, I think Will brought it back with him. I think whatever happened when Will came out of the Upside Down is upsetting the balance, so to speak. And I think it's it's coming for him. It's coming think for the whole Will, town. I think that Will is, in some way, the Demogorgon. Thing like sort of it tainted it well because you know they said uh the scientists in the lab said when uh when hopper and joyce were going in to get him out they said you need to put on a suit or something because the air is toxic you can't go in so what if it sort of infused itself because will was in there for a while with no protection of any sort so what if it sort of infused itself into him and he's become a part of it in a way that he can't separate himself. Like, yeah, and I thought it was kind of sick how at the end of season one, he went to the bathroom, excused himself, like, and he, like, coughed out that part of, like, you know. That slug, whatever yeah. that thing was. And it went down the drain, and then he came out like it was fine. So you had discovered that he'd probably been covering this up for a while. We're going to deal with that, of course. Yeah, absolutely. And I think uh, it'd be interesting because we didn't really, we didn't really get to uh, – spend a lot of time with Will in season one because he was lost for most of it. So I, I think it'll be interesting to build him in as more of a main character with the other boys um, and hopefully Eleven if she gets back to the ground. I just want Mike to be able to take Eleven to that dance, man. Poor kid. <laughs> that poor kid deserves a break. Getting beaten up by mouth breathers. Yeah, you know what? I I, I, I hope we see... I hope we don't spend too much time on other characters because I still think there's a lot of explaining with Eleven to do. Yeah, and apparently they said they're going to dive uh, dive more into her backstory and how she got to be the Eleven, the ego-loving little girl that we uh, that we discovered in Season 1, uh, which I'm excited for. She seemed to have a really interesting, uh, interesting past that we only got glimpses of towards the end there. Uh, I'm excited to see more and uh, hopefully, you know, hopefully I, I just hope it's not one of those situations where they keep her separated because that group last season, those four kids uh, between the three boys and her had a really great dynamic. They work really well together. They're fun. Um, and that was, uh, I think the thing that made the show really fun was them at the core of it. So hopefully we don't spend too much time with them apart with Eleven finding her way back into that world. Hopefully we reunite them and get back into that fun stuff that we saw in yeah, season one. I would love I would love nothing more than to just have a season just as good as the first one and 
hard. It's a hard. It's, you know, it's a tall order to fill. And whenever you have a, a phenomenon show like Stranger Things, it's always hard to make sure that you replicate that success in the second season. I don't think like it will. I don't feel like it will be for this show for some reason though. I, I feel like it's going to just keep on slamming them out of the park, just like in a Game of Thrones type way, where it's like your your original idea is so good, it's not going to perish with extra seasons yeah i mean you know and and the duffer brothers seem to have a really good handle on what they're doing first of all uh it's not too many episodes the first season when it was eight episodes the second season is only gonna be nine uh it's not not too much content that they have to chalk out it's not like a show like arrow where you have to chalk out where you have to throw out 23 episodes a season uh so they can really focus on making those episodes good and they also said that they're looking at making like four or five seasons total so clearly they have it pretty well mapped out uh, what kind of story they want to do and what where they want to go with things. Right. So, I mean, that's that's positive in saying that they're not going to do too hard, try too hard to crank out as much as possible or make sure, like, you know, oh, we got to keep this going, we got to keep this going, it's popular. Right. It's not just, it's not an endless thing. It's sort of, like you said, like Game of Thrones, they always knew what it was going to be. Right. Exactly. Looking forward to it, man. It'll Looking be out this Halloween, so... uh We'll we'll rage a little bit on Halloween yeah. and then we'll That's go back awesome. and watch Stranger Things. They look like they're gonna be Ghostbusters, so I'm in. They are gonna be Ghostbusters. Like literally and figuratively in some ways. <laughs> they are monster busters and dress up as Ghostbusters Love for it. Halloween. Awesome. Awesome well, guys. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to our second episode of the Dork Side yeah, Podcast. thank you. Thank you for spending this time with us. Yeah, it's really you know, important to me. I really like this quality time that we have together. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 nice bonding time. You know, I really don't get to see you guys often, so now when we talk, it's just it's the best. It's really special. You know, we should do this more often. Uh, maybe like I don't know next week uh, when you come back to listen to our next episode. But uh, mm, in the meantime, that's be- a lot. It's a lot to ask. So listen, it's Valentine's week. I'm feeling the love. Oh yeah, love us some. My, love us my, some. My and Valentine. Come back. My Valentine is our dark side listeners and. Any fans. Yeah, we love you. We Whoever do, you are listening. We do love no you. And we love that... anybody that listens to us and any of our uh, fellow podcasts on the Hot Salad World Network. Be sure to check out the website, Hot Salad World. Oh, yeah. Uh, some good, like like we always say, some great podcasts, great blogs. A uh, couple new ones went up this week. Our friend uh, Vinny Guarino just launched his on Monday. Mm. So uh, go check it out. And uh, be sure to go on iTunes. Uh rate subscribe give us some stars throw a couple stars our way not a yeah. couple maybe five maybe 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 five yeah. maybe five would be dope please um and you know write a review unless you hate us then don't write a review <laughs> They're like those guys suck <laughs> their opinions what if we just suck. what if we just solicit reviews and everyone is like i can't believe i wasted my time with these morons again do they actually think <laughs> that the batman movie is going to be interesting Yes. yes. Uh, you know what? Whatever you want us to believe, that's what Listen, we believe. Listen, whatever you want to do, do it. But and, you know, check out Hot Salad World. Check out the check podcast out on iTunes. We got the fun. We got the funny. We have the true and the nerdy. And that's yeah. what Hot Salad World is. So check we're just, it out. We're just trying to fit in the world here, man. We're just trying to find our place in the, in the, in the universe, aren't we all? Wow. Wow. Deep. Wow. All right. Well, With that. Everyone have a wonderful week. We will talk to you again next week. Uh, I have been Mike. And I have been Dan, Dork Side Out. Dork Side Out. Peace.